0: Welcome back to another episode of the Bougie and Broke podcast. I'm your host, Brandy, along here with Stephanie. We are in the thick of wedding month. How's it going? Wedding season.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what that was. I don't know what's wrong with me. But uh, speaking of weddings, I have a wedding coming up that I have yet to talk about on this podcast. I'm at the point in my relationship with my boyfriend Todd, that we're going to weddings with each other now. And he's got a family member that is getting married in a couple of weeks. And I was invited to go to the wedding. So, of course, I said yes. It initially was going to be on a Saturday. So I took the day off work. And when they got the invitation, mind you, there was no save the date. Um, it's actually on a Sunday, so it's coming up on Sunday, June 2nd. That's when this wedding will be, and it's in Northwest Indiana. Todd is in the wedding and has to rent a tux. Oh, this is going to be so much fun for you. And it's his second wedding. It's not the first wedding for this person. It's <sighs> the second wedding, and he wasn't Todd wasn't even really asked to be in the wedding. It was kind of just assumed, but the tux place says that he has to pick the tux up on Friday, but the weddings on Sunday and then you have to return it on Monday, but we don't live in the same city. So we're trying to work some things out with this tux shop. I haven't even told you the best part about the wedding. It's dry. (gasps) There's no booze. Oh no, 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 no. Yes. Is it appropriate to, A, take a flask, or B, take a wine purse? I think both. (laughs) I think A and B. Both take along with me. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that's what I've got coming up in the next couple of weeks. I will be more than happy to report back and let you know how that wedding goes. Um, It should be an interesting one. Since
0: we're on the topics of weddings, you know I'm trying to get married soon, or just like one day. Um, On this dating app, Hinge, this I matched with this guy. One of his questions was, I want someone to uh, be my plus ones during wedding seasons. So I inquired about it and I said, I'll drink scotch with the guys, <laughs> wine with the ladies. I could hold a conversation with anyone. I have mediocre dancing skills, but that doesn't stop me, dot, dot, dot. And so far, so good. <laughs> oh, my
1: God. You came up with that on your own? Of course. I love it. I think that this should be your tagline now. That's what you <laughs> should do. You should just try to be everyone's plus one to weddings. I'm a great... I'm fun. <laughs> I mean... I don't doubt you at all. I think you'd be a great wedding date, actually. <laughs> so that's
0: been happening. Um, I officially move into my new apartment next... Tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. And unless... um. I become an aunt in the next 48 hours, then my free labor will be gone, a.k.a. Steven and Sherry and Aaron, my mom, dad, and brother. They won't
1: <laughs> be able to help me. Definitely the broke way to move, and there's nothing that I appreciate more. So, yep, trying to save where I can. <laughs> we're always living that bougie and broke lifestyle, so Brandy, please inform myself and the people of how you were bougie and broke this week. I took notes
0: from you, Stephanie, um, while you were moving. <laughs> Weird, I know. What kind of notes did you take? Packing and packing at the last minute? Not that, <laughs> but ordering a, a plastic bag for my mattress and my box spring so it doesn't get dirty in the truck. Oh, hey.
1: Yeah, make sure that you tape the top of it, though, because I failed to do that on the box spring, and they got it dirty, so... The bag was kind of useless, so I'm recommending tape. Perfect.
0: That's Plenty all. Plenty of Amazon's tape. We're set. So that was my bougie moment. You gotta keep that mattress clean, girl. It's important. And how are you broke? Please tell me. So it was at a baseball game and it was also like there was so much going on downtown. I had no idea what. I was trying to get a ride home and it normally surges maybe $12. No, it was a $40 Uber from downtown Ew. to my house. So I was like, absolutely not. And I got one of those electric bikes and rode it home. It took me 17 minutes, which it would would have probably taken me to get home. And it was only $2 and 87 cents. Oh my gosh. And you didn't get hurt? No.
1: That's honestly what I'm the most surprised about.
0: (laughs) I honestly really enjoyed it. Uh, The weather was beautiful outside. I was just strolling, taking all the side streets, really soaking it in, like living life, wind in my hair, not a care in the world. It was really great. Maybe this should be your new summer thing. It might be. I kind of like it. I approve. Thank you. Um,
1: You're welcome. (laughs) How were you, Bougie? Because I might not approve. I think you'll approve because you were participating in it. I have wanted to go to the master's golf tournament for approximately 10 years at this point. I know you're probably all thinking you like golf. Golf is so boring. What? I've been to golf tournaments before and they are so fun. You're missing out if you've never been to one, but apparently the master's is just on another level. So the way that they give out tickets is you have to register online to get into a lottery and then in about a month or two they tell you if you are able to purchase tickets or not and you usually only get them for like one day of practice or one day of actual tournament. So that came up this week and I literally had everyone I know register so that I can go to the Masters. I've tried for 10 years and I've never won the lottery. So the reason that I'm telling you that you approve of this is because you signed up to get me master's tickets. <laughs> I, I did, but I expect to go with you if if that's okay, maybe. You're allowed to go with me if we get a practice round. If it's an actual tournament day, I have to take my dad. All right, whatever. I'm selling these at a, a
0: <laughs> dealer's cost. There's going to be a <laughs> surcharge, an additional amount, and it's not going to be
1: nice. <laughs> I will make it worth your time. and Don't worry. We're not going to get them. I've tried for 10 freaking years. <laughs> this year's the year. And how are you broke? I am broke. Okay. This is kind of a little more serious. This morning I was like putting deodorant on and I kind of felt a lump in my armpit. Like where there's not supposed to be one that's kind of a sign of breast cancer or something like that. And of course, I'm a hypochondriac and I freak out. So I called my gynecologist and I'm like, Hey, I was just there a couple of weeks ago for my annual visit. Everything was fine, but now I kind of feel a little lump in my armpit and it's making me nervous. And she's like, let me put you on hold. And she's like, can I get, she's like, let me put you on hold, comes back to the phone like a minute later. And she's like, we've got an appointment at nine 45 tomorrow morning. We'll put you down. And I'm like, okay, this seems like a little serious. Uh, but I really believe I'm overreacting and that it's probably just like a swollen lymph node for some other reason. And I'm going to end up paying a serious amount of money to go to the doctor for them to tell me that I'm just fine.
0: Well, better safe than sorry. I I would say that money well spent if it's causing you a panic attack because then it'll set your mind at ease
1: either way anxiety party of one over here. We all know that I'm overreacting, so please don't worry about me. I'll give you a follow up next week. I don't think it's anything serious, but I would rather just get it checked out than not. And I guess I really don't care how much money it is. I'll just be broke. <laughs> I approve. And that brings
0: us to a listener bougie broke moments. Uh, we have a
1: lawn. Look at all these listeners calling in and giving us their bougie and broke moment. Don't be left out please call us. Tell us what your bougie and broke moments are.
0: We want to know. Yes. You could always call us at 720-257-9787. Save it on your phone, text us, call us, whatever. But here we are with Alana. Hey, Bougie and Broke Hotline. It's your girl Alana here. Just calling in with my bougie and broke moment of the week. I'd have to say my bougie moment and slash broke moment would be when I went into Target to buy a Rocky shirt or a Rocky hat or a Rocky something for the game I we went to last week and ended up walking out spending two hundred and fifty dollars on bathing suits, shoes, clothes, etc. I just can't leave Target for less than two hundred dollars. Um, so now I'm officially broke. And then also I can't seem to walk my sorry ass anywhere. So even walking to a bar that's five minutes away, I choose to Uber. So I'm I stuff, and I'm high maintenance, and
1: that's all. Goodbye. Well, we have another very special interview on the Bougie and Broke podcast today. It is wedding month for the month of May, and we have a real-life wedding planner on the podcast today. Um, Alicia Townsend is on the podcast. And Alicia, tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Well, I work for a company called Details Details. And uh, we're based in Los Angeles, Orange County, and New York, primarily servicing all of Southern California, Uh, but we travel all over. And I've been in the industry for just about over 10 years, and I think it's a job that you have to love in order to do. Um, (laughs) And so I've been in it for a while, and I still love it. So I I feel very blessed uh, to do what I do for a living, for sure.
1: I feel like you definitely have to love it because it seems like every single weekend would be taken up with weddings, right?
2: That is completely true. And it's interesting too, because it's it's not only just Saturday, but it is. It's your in- entire weekend. And oftentimes in LA traffic, you'll drive over an hour. Sometimes it's two hours for a 20-minute rehearsal and that's your Friday night. And then you go into Saturday and you know sometimes there's a brunch on Sunday, but pretty much for about a nine to 10 month period is what we say wedding season is. Uh, your, your weekends are dedicated to, to just that, to weddings and the events
0: that we do. So how many brides can you take on per like wedding season? You said it was about nine to 10 mm-hmm. months. So how many weddings and events can you do in that time frame?
2: Well, I try to for a while when I first started, I was taking on 20 to 25 events a year And, uh, that was too many. There was one year, I think I had 16 weeks in a row. So 16 weekends in a row. And I was, I said to myself, okay, I can't do that anymore. Um, and so it just depends because sometimes you'll get clients that book you six months out and some are a year out. And then you have some that are, you know, 16 or 18 months out. So not only are you balancing, like right now I'm balancing the 2019 wedding season, but I already have 10 booked for 2020. So (laughs) they kind of overlap a little bit. And our company takes on anywhere from 100 to 115 weddings a year.
1: What is the shortest amount of time that you've had to plan a wedding? Two weeks. Oh, my gosh.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes I think that's easier. Uh, Really? Yes, because you don't think so much. You know, a lot of I, I tell my clients this all the time and everyone's different. Uh, But the longer time that you have, so if you're past that year mark, you start second-guessing what you're doing on so many different levels. So some people are wondering if they still got the right dress or they are maybe changing, you know, based on style and how it transitions from year to year. And that happens a little bit. And I also feel like it creates a little bit more time for family dynamics to set in. And so there's more opinions and there's more thoughts there. When it's a two week time frame, you don't have time for that. So you just you just have something in front of you. You say, okay, I'm going to do it, and you book it. And then it's just done, and then it's happening. So,
1: how in the heck do you find a venue in two weeks?
2: Um, <laughs> you can't be you can't be as picky. So you know you have to have a little bit more options. But luckily, we service and work at you know some of the most incredible properties, and that wedding. Was done actually midweek. That was the way that we made it work, as opposed to a Saturday. Oh. Other times, I think it would be, you know, harder to do. But there's an off chance that some of the venues, there's a lot in this area, um, you know, that would have availability. You just never know.
1: Yeah, I guess LA is a pretty big market. There's a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of different places for that.
0: Yes, <laughs> absolutely. How did you get into this crazy wedding planning, event planning? job, and like, what were the steps you took to get where you are now?
2: Well, I was actually in college, so I was 19, and I was in nine weddings in one year.
1: Oh, so you were like a real-life version of 27 dresses. Which
2: I really was. I was living it. I'm telling you about it now, It is. it happened. Um, <laughs> I I thought, oh, it had been something I always had an interest in, but I think a lot of girls who are maybe even in a sorority or like, you know, run that think that what events, you know, are are like or anything like that. And they're just so different. But I I did have an interest. And uh, Jeannie, who started Details Details, did my best friend's wedding that year. And uh, I met her then. And then I joined the company shortly after I graduated college and have been with them ever since.
1: That's awesome. Alicia, what is the best way to find somebody like yourself? To plan a wedding? Like, I have a significant other. There's no ring on the finger at any point, but like, (laughs) someday, if there is a ring on the finger, how do I find somebody like you? Like, I live in Chicago. I know you said you're based out of LA. Brandy's in Denver. How do we find somebody like you?
2: Well, so typically, in terms of finding a wedding planner, a lot of it is based on the venues that we service. So, all over. And again, too, we've, we've done Chicago, we've done New York, we've done Cabo. I think it's building the relationships with the hotels because they, a lot of brides will go for a site tour and then they will offer certain people who would be a good fit. But for me, because I've been doing it for so long, most of my clients are referral based. So once I do one, I have one family in particular. Um, I've done seven now for them. Oh my gosh. And
1: Lots of people getting married in that family. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there are a lot. It's a big one with cousins and you know it, it has worked out that way. And then once you meet the bridesmaids and kind of do that, but I think that social media has been a huge part of our growth. Uh, you know, Pinterest for a long time was not only just based on ideas, but people are able to connect and see, you know, not only the work that you're doing, but you know, the live segments and for the longest time, we I don't sell a tangible product, I sell me, right? So I'm not a photographer just giving, here are my pictures, this is what you're going to get. A videographer, you know, here you go, this is what you're going to get. You get me. And so for a while it was, you know, if you're not meeting face to face or having that interview, it's trying to show them why they need a wedding planner and how to do so. And I do think social media has helped in that in that way not only for our portfolio, but also for who we are as as people and as planners.
1: I was talking to you a little bit before this, and I said, I've been trolling your Instagram since we booked you as a guest for the podcast. And it is so gorgeous. Like Everything on there is just absolutely beautiful. I'm like, yes, I want this for my wedding. I also want this for my wedding. And it is just gorgeous. So can you tell everybody what your Instagram handle is so they can start stalking it right now?
2: (laughs) My Instagram handle is alicia. And, um, all of us, there's seven of us in the company that take on our own events and they all lead with details. And then it's the first of, of all of our names.
1: So we can just start stalking everyone in your company.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So it's not just me, you could. there's a lot just, you have, have fun with them all.
1: (laughs) How do you know if somebody is the right fit for you? Like, have you ever turned a client away or is there ever like somebody that you've gotten that you get a weird vibe from that you're like, this isn't going to work or...
2: Most definitely. <laughs> I mean, that's always you know, everyone's interest. I love my job for a multitude of reasons, and I love it because not every couple is the same, not every family is the same. So, every wedding that I do is uniquely to them. But during the interview process, um, you know, that first meeting, I say to them, just as much as you're interviewing me, I'm interviewing you, and it has to be a good fit because by the time the wedding comes, I am now there best friends, sometimes mother figure, their attorney, um, <laughs> all of the other things that you know go along with it. And that's what happens when you plan a wedding with a bride or particularly with a mother and a father or anything like that, you form a very close relationship. And it's sometimes more intimate than probably some of the other bridesmaids and there's financial sides of things, everything like that. So uh, it has to be a good fit on both ends. And yes, I have turned away I think it's only been twice I just said I don't know if I'll reach your expectations or exactly what you're wanting and I don't want to disappoint you and that was just a very candid conversation after you know meeting them for the first time
1: so you definitely have some crazy bridezilla stories right
2: (laughs) yes I, I, I definitely do That's for sure. What is the
1: craziest bridezilla situation that you've ever experienced like on a wedding day or leading up to a wedding day?
2: That's hard for me to narrow down. (laughs) Many, (laughs) (laughs) Because there are a lot. Um, I think that every bride, particularly our clients too, everyone has something that's really important to them, right? So um, it could be... And for For most, it is, you know, if it is walking down the aisle or something like that. But there are certain things, and you have these expectations. And some of these girls um, and guys have had certain things in their mind even from when they were a child. And so, if that's not exactly what they think, I mean, you could have some meltdowns. But I had um, one bride, we started the, and this isn't even like a huge moment, but. We ha- the processional started, so it's right before she walks down the aisle. The music's playing. all the guests are seated and at that particular hotel the the fire alarm went off oh, and no. the fire alarms in hotels are loud i mean they're they're obnoxiously loud, so at that moment, we had you know people evacuating their rooms. the fire trucks had to come, and so we just had to pause <laughs> before. <laughs> She could come down the aisle, and if you can imagine, that's a really special moment. And we had a hard time pulling her back together after that, but she, you know, <laughs> oh it was all after, gosh. and then you know made her way down. But yeah, certain things like that can happen.
1: I feel like in the moment that one would have been terrible, and then like five years later, you can look back and laugh on it. <laughs>
2: yeah, and if it were me, I'd probably just say, "That's okay. I'm just gonna walk. Here we go. Right? <laughs> like <laughs> this is a soundtrack. here I go. <laughs> yeah, so." I'll start, you know, waving my hand up in the air to the side of noise. Like, it's fine. It'll all be fine. Um, but that for her and just like anyone else, it is. It's it's that moment. And that's a very special one. So Brightzilla-wise, I, I have to say that I've been pretty lucky. Um, and that's why I say I think that interview process is so important in that first meeting. And I think that by doing that, I've created and formed some of the best relationships that I even have now post-wedding. So. I've had some, but for the most part, I, I work with some pretty incredible clients.
1: That's really great to hear. And that's good to hear for all of our listeners if they're looking to plan a wedding and they need a wedding planner. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yes. You said that a lot of different brides have specific things that are important to them for the, for the big day. What do you think are essentials to have for a wedding, like a videographer, a photographer, um, you know? What is a must-have on your list?
2: So this is one of the things that comes up the most often in terms of what to have on your wedding day. I, of course, would say, and it's not just because I am a wedding planner, but some people think that that's where they need to save money and that they don't need a wedding planner. And I tell these people, that's the one person putting your the biggest day of your life thus far together. And they're the ones you're trusting to communicate with all of your vendors and creating this team to support you, as I said, on this biggest day. But outside of that, the one that a lot of clients go back and forth on is a videographer. And the clients that don't pick a videographer, I will say they come back to me and say that was their biggest regret. So, you know, the day goes by so quickly. And a lot of times there are speeches or there are moments with your girlfriends or, the guys as you're getting ready and the photographs can only capture so much of that. And I think that the video is so important. And that's a lot of where I see like, oh, maybe, you know, we'll we'll not have this one or or something. But I think it's crucial. And outside of that, I think the photographer is super important. Uh, you know, the other those stay with you for the rest of your life, those pictures do. So those two I find very important. And then a band or a DJ, the entertainment will make or break your party.
0: So that's super important too. Well, what about an open bar? To me, that's super important. <laughs> I,
2: mean, <laughs> I think for a lot of people and particularly in my industry, they are able to or can afford to have an open bar. and I do feel like that is you know, really important to create that kind of atmosphere for your guests and you know, allows people to loosen up. I also say that, for some reason, people think that they dance better in the dark. So when they have sunglasses on, they think no one can see them and they're still dancing. I'm like, that's not, <laughs> no, it's, I can still see you and you're still dancing like that. But that's because the open bar created that space for them. But um, I think open bar is so important. But if you can't have an open bar, or let's say that's not within your budget. I think that it's important if it is beer or wine or at least to offer um, because, that's what, you know, guests are are going to want to have when they come.
1: For sure. And speaking of wedding budgets, let's talk about this for a second. What is like the average amount of money that somebody spends on a wedding? Like I realize that you probably have some that are on the less expensive side, some that are extremely bougie and something that we could never even afford, but like what is the average amount of money that somebody usually spends on a wedding?
2: Typically, I mean within our industry, um I would say that you're looking at the least a hundred thousand dollars to 10 million. it just depends but that's that is our industry uh, other than that most people are within that 15 or 30 mark so you're talking about you know a very small amount of people that are within that higher price So range.
1: you're doing the bougie weddings
2: <laughs> <laughs> we are doing <laughs> we are doing that. <laughs> Um, those were t- particular type of events,
1: yes. <laughs> we could say they're booting Yes, that is that's the ultimate goal. That's what we're striving for here. So um we love to hear this. <laughs> and another yeah. thing, I know that there's you know, so many different vendors on the big day. You've got the DJ, you've got catering, you've got, you know, wait staff, you've got literally all these different vendors. And I know that there's confusion when it comes to tipping the vendors. So what advice mm-hmm. can you give? Brides that are planning weddings, on how to tip the vendor, like what do we tip them?
2: So, that is one of the biggest questions that we receive is it when it comes to the day? Uh, A lot of people just don't know the protocol for that, and you don't want to tip 20 or 22 percent on top of everything because that's like a whole other wedding. So, um, it's never expected, and you know, we of course take everything graciously, but typically for what you're paying of that fee it's you know a different range but you should be tipping everybody and what i mean by that is your florist your photographer your videographer your hair and makeup everyone outside of the catering team cuz typically that's included with their service charge and that should range you know depending what their package pricing is anywhere from you know 200 to to 2000 depending on as i said i don't know how much work they're doing yeah that makes sense do you get tipped yes Um, We do. So and a lot of people like if I become particularly close with the clients, a lot of times they'll gift, you know, a really nice bag or something like that. And uh, it just depends. But yes, we we do get tipped as well.
0: Well, would you rather have the cash or the bag? (laughs) <laughs> that's a really
2: great question and i
0: <laughs> um I'm open to either I think it depends
2: on the bag but you know <laughs> I mean if it's a nice bag I, I can't get mad at that um <laughs> but-
1: without giving us like a monetary value like what is the best tip you've ever received was it just money was it a bag was it like a trip was it
2: um the best one I ever received actually was And I won't say what kind, but it was a really nice handbag. But on the inside, um, they graciously gave me also some cash that was in there. And I said, oh, I'm getting both today. That's so nice. (laughs) Yeah, like added a (laughs) bonus. That's really nice. Um, So that was a nice
1: Yeah. I have to ask. um, I'm an ordained officiant, Mm -hmm. wedding officiant. I actually married my best friend and her husband. Amazing. Uh, I would like to know... If they're supposed to tip the officiant.
2: Yes, they should.
1: Oh, well, I didn't get tipped. so
2: (laughs) And that can even be like $100. But a lot of times, and I typically tell my clients to even write thank you notes. So, you know, if they're not in the position or they don't feel like it to, you know, to tip the vendors. Because one of the other biggest questions about gratuity is, for instance, if a florist owns the company. Oftentimes my clients will say, well, why do I need to tip? They own the company and they're not taking that money. The photographer is typically at that point, not taking it. They're tipping out their second shooter or the drivers that drove that truck today or all the workers that are setting up. And that's where that tip money goes. Uh, So, you know that's kind of how you and that's why I think everyone should including the officiant.
1: Yeah, that's definitely not something that you would ever even think of. Like if somebody owns a business like well of course they have people that work for them that are also helping like duh. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but some people think I think they'll pocket it but that doesn't happen.
1: I will say that uh, my best friend and her husband sent me and my best friend on a trip to Jamaica after that as a thank you for all the help that I did with the wedding. So technically, I did get tipped. You definitely did. Of-
2: you definitely 100% got tipped. That's really nice.
1: Just kind of giving them a hard time. And, you know, anybody can be ordained out there. So if you take the time to go get ordained, make sure you're getting tipped if you do these weddings. It's all i saying. <laughs> well, and it's funny, too,
2: because for the longest time, it's good that you are ordained. Because I said, there's a lot of things I can do on the wedding day and step in, but that is that is one thing Or I can't. I can't make sure that your marriage license gets signed. So I should probably get ordained. That can be one of the things that should anything happen. I have that in my back pocket.
1: It costs $25. You can do it online. You could probably just do it right after this podcast. Okay, perfect. <laughs> we are going by tomorrow. <laughs> yes, now, then, then you can really do it all. I
2: really can. I just I can say I can do anything you want on your wedding day.
1: <laughs> what is your favorite memory from a wedding? Like what is one like story that is just gonna tug on our heartstrings that has happened with you planning a wedding?
2: I think that's really hard for me to answer because just as I had shared a bit ago, you know, you form these relationships with these clients. And, um, there've been so many in terms of, especially when I have a really close relationship with the bride, but I had one client and she lost her dad throughout the planning process. And they decided that they were still going to go through with it. And although that, that was so emotionally challenging, her brother, she had three brothers that walked her down the aisle and she was with their mom. And when, um, She got down to the end of the aisle. They asked, "Who gives this woman to this man?" And her whole family stood up and they said all together, "We do." And oh my god, that was just yeah. (laughs) Um, And that she was, you know, particularly close with her aunts and her uncles. And that moment when they all said, "We do," I mean, I was a mess in the corner, and (laughs) and I'm pretty jaded. Like, you know, every I'm just, like, sending brides down the aisle every Saturday. I'm like, here we go. <laughs> but, um, but for the most part, I mean, it's hard to have me get, you know, tearful or a certain thing. But that was one of the most moving and touching experiences I've had. But also, you know, so many of our clients get really wrapped up in the party and the experience. And that's great. But when you have a couple where you can really feel their love and their love for one another, that is completely apparent in the room, like and at ceremony. And you can feel that, even if it's the energy of how people are dancing or um, how they are to the wait staff or to myself or anything like that. And that's a reflection of the couple. And for that, those are my favorite moments when you get the families like that and get, you know, in these spaces where you can just feel it. And it's it's why I love my job. Like it's it's pretty spectacular to see.
1: It kind of makes me want to do like a career change and start planning <laughs> weddings with you. Are you looking for an assistant?
2: <laughs> yes, you can come on board anytime. I mean, careful what you wish for, but
1: yes. <laughs> I have a few more questions in regards to the, the type of money that we spend on a wedding. What do you think is the most ridiculous thing that people spend money on for their wedding?
2: I can't say that something's ridiculous because I, – I, What's important to them may not be important to you (laughs) or to someone else. (laughs) So I I can't can't say it. But, I mean, we have seen some, you know, extravagant spending on, you know, certain items. There was one – it actually wasn't one of my clients. But, you know, when people check into a hotel and Uh there are things as welcome bags – you know that are gifts. Um, yes. This particular client gave out Rolexes and then Tiffany earrings to each person that checked in. So oh. there, those are some things that are a little extravagant. So I'm wondering
1: why I wasn't invited to this wedding.
2: <laughs> we should have done this podcast a long time ago. Goodly, <laughs> really? <have>, yeah.
1: That <laughs> um, could have been my bougie moment of the week for sure.
2: Yeah, but there. I mean, there's certain things like that. But just as I said, that that to them wasn't you know extravagant, and it worked and. That's fine. So again, th- there are certain things, but everybody's a little bit different.
1: So since this podcast is called Bougie and Broke, mm-hmm. uh, one <laughs> one quick question about how to save money when planning a wedding: like, what is the best way to stick to your budget? Where do you not necessarily cut corners, but where do you take money away from something and put it towards something else that you're really passionate about to have on that special day?
2: I think a lot of people get very focused on the decor aspect of their wedding, you know, like the flowers and all of that and what it's going to look like. I think simplicity in in that is the way to go in terms of saving money because that cost can get – like it just can become so high. So I think in terms of pulling that back a little bit and focusing – the people that remember the best weddings, they walk away and they say – Either the music was so amazing, sometimes they'll talk about the food, but it really is the experience. You hardly have them walk away with that type of wedding and say, oh my gosh, those flowers were so stunning. You know, it's more of how much fun they had and I think it's creating the budget and have it focus more on that than it is more the aesthetic side. But also, I I know I said this about hiring a planner, a planner should save you money. So just as you're starting the beginning of your planning process, it's telling you you know, what things may look right and what you could do at different pricing, you know, like price options. And then also in hiring vendors, like sometimes someone will come and say, Oh, my gosh, I love this photographer. And I'll say, Oh, I think there's someone in a similar style, but for a little bit less. And it's, you know, working through that on on each of those line items of, of your vendor list. And, and I think that's important, again, to have a planner to advise you and, and help you save money.
1: That makes so much sense. Like I never thought of it like that because usually when you think wedding planner, you're like, this is just another expense added in. Right. You're right. Like your job is to help me save money in the long run. So you're worth it. Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And I try and I tell that to a lot of my clients, dad's. Like oftentimes they'll say like what like they don't understand having a wedding planner. They're like, who am I paying this amount for and why? Like I don't.
0: It's get it. a father of the bride moment. <laughs> it completely
2: is. And so once they realize too that that you are, uh you know, trying to save the money and it's you know reviewing contracts, and making sure that it makes sense not only for the hours that are there but what you're being charged. And a lot of people don't know what to look for or don't know what to ask or. Anything and that person can help guide you along that way when trying to save
1: money. So, when we're getting married and need a wedding planner, what kind of packages do you offer? Is it like one set rate? Do you have different pricing, like for you specifically?
2: So, we have three different packages that we offer because there are seven of us. Um, Most of the clients that come in for basically Jeannie and myself. Are uh, as I said that referral base, so they are our full service package, but we do like day. We don't really do just day of because we come in two months prior. We like to you know get all the necessary information, and our pricing ranges anywhere from it starts at five thousand and can go up to fifty plus plus, depending on where it is and you know the details of the event.
1: So if we need you to come plan a wedding in Chicago sometime, it's going to be more <laughs> towards the fifty thousand dollars side, right? <laughs>
2: Well, (laughs) it just depends. Luckily, I know Chicago pretty well. But if, let's say, if it weren't in Chicago or somewhere else and I needed to take several trips to Italy or just, you know, I have to make, because then I'm taking away from my other clients. So financially, it has to make sense if I'm making several trips out there to meet certain vendors. So that's where it would be more on the higher side. So that's kind of how that changes. But Chicago would be mid-range not 50. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you just mentioned Italy going back and forth, Where, which brings me to another question, of course. Where is the coolest place you've planned a wedding?
2: I think, well, I'd have to really think about that one too. The coolest place, I mean, Lake Como is beautiful. And um, I think... I'm having a hard time answering this because there's been a lot that are (laughs) running into my mind right now. But I think one of my favorite ones, I wouldn't even say cool. It was at Haiku Mill, which is it's this old sugar mill factory. Actually it's in Maui. Um, But the way that it's like a secret garden, the venue itself was one of the most incredible venues I've had the privilege of working. So that I would say just, and it was on my bucket list, like as a planner, (laughs) okay, this is where I would like, for someone to get married, and that someone was my sister. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> like, did you
0: plan your sister's wedding? I
2: did, but when it when she said where should I get married, I said, oh no, no, you're getting married here.
1: <laughs> so was you that stressful? Like if you're planning a no your wedding,
2: no, not at all. And she also is the most humble, quiet. We're complete opposites, but <laughs> she is. Um, she's so quiet. She was so easy. And I I think it's actually easier for me because I've done so many of my friends' events too, uh, even now. It's harder for me if I'm not planning it. So to sit there and kind of watch production or makes me very uncomfortable. <laughs> so I need to like be in it and I can still enjoy myself. Um and by that point, like who she had out there are vendors that we work with a ton too. So it just makes for a very easy, you know, process.
1: So not super stressful on the day of for you? Not at all. No. And maybe a little bit of a control freak.
2: It M- might be. I think. I think <laughs> any wedding planner might might be a control freak. <laughs> I
1: think they're allowed to be, and I think that any bride would appreciate that. Honestly,
2: yeah, yeah, I would hope so. As I said, as a planner, I think that's exactly what you should be.
1: <laughs> well, did we miss anything? Is there any information that you'd like to give any prospective brides that are planning? Ad- any advice you have for them, or anything that we might have not covered or missed?
2: I think a lot of times uh, what I tell my clients is you are creating an experience for your guests. And we like to say that you're creating these and then moments. So they come to ceremony and then this happens and then a cocktail hour. Okay. And then this happens. You want to keep their interest as the evening or the day is progressing. And by doing that, then again, they're walking away with a really great feeling, you know, about your special day, but also, Planning can be stressful. It doesn't matter, even if you have a wedding planner. There's family dynamics. There's certain things like that, and it just have to remember to take some steps back sometimes. And I think that having a wedding planner just to communicate with and have the person who's outside of the family helps alleviate that stress. Because as I said, it does happen. It's it's. I haven't had one event that didn't have something come up. Um, you know, as I said, if it's family dynamic. But also to really enjoy the process. So I tell my clients this too that you'll never get these moments back of the planning. And part of it is so fun. You're, you get to taste food and wine. And that's part of my job, tough, tough job, right? But, yeah. Like, um, again,
1: are you hiring an assistant? I'm, I'm ready.
2: <laughs> As I, I say I taste food and wine for a living. But those moments and sharing them, you know, to just relish in them and take that into your wedding day because it is it's so special. And whether it is the six months or a year, you don't get that time back. So I think that that's really important. And uh, I, I like to also say for for my couples to make it so uniquely them. And by doing that, anything that is small or big in terms of what is like about the couple, that is not only special for the guests but for the couple as well. And I think the other thing is too, you know when planning a wedding as i said the stressful part if you have a mother who's a little too involved or something like that i also always say i'm like just blame your wedding planner so i always say blame me like they can they can get mad at me you have to live with them like this is your family so if something if someone's upset that they got seated at a certain table you just say oh my wedding planner she did that
1: like i, just- I think that is the number one reason to hire a wedding planner actually <laughs>
2: yeah i think that you just like, <laughs> just do it that way and blame me. But that is, and that's, you know, kind of my advice there. And also, I think that a lot of people shouldn't spend so much money if they don't have the means to do it on this day. Although it is the biggest day, it can create a lot of stress, and then you hear people talk about it afterwards, like, why did we do that? So I think, you know, just to make sure everything is within reason of what you can spend, and that's that's really important, too.
0: So you're keeping us on budget here. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I take my budget meetings also
2: very seriously. It's the first meeting we have during the planning process, and it's like a two-and-a-half-hour meeting, and we go through pretty much everything you could think of for the day because I don't want any of my parents or the couples to have any surprises of cost, so we really go through all those options. And then when that budget is set, we, we stick to that budget. So I'll also say to my brides, like, you're not going to like it. I'm going to have to tell you no. We'll be sitting in the meeting when she'll say, I really want that couch. And I have to say, no, no, you don't. You don't even like it. You can't even have it. <laughs> you Sorry. You like
1: it, but you don't You don't like it at all. You're going to remember it in five years anyway. It'll be fine. Right.
2: I'm like, you know, and there's certain things too where they'll want to do stuff. And then I'll say, I'm like, you'll look back at your pictures in five years and you'll kill me. You will kill me that you decided to do that. So let's not even go there. Like, Let's just not even explore that terrible option that you just had. I love it. You no, know, I'm just kidding. I will say that
1: too. But Yeah. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be on our podcast. We really appreciate it. And I'm sure that any prospective bride or anybody that's in a relationship or anybody that's not in a relationship planning a wedding someday, this is helpful advice for every girl out there and every guy out there too. Yeah.
2: And if the guy has been sitting around for a while, he better get on it. So hopefully it helps in that situation too. Yeah.
1: Put a ring on it already.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And thank you guys so much for your time. This was fun.
1: What is the best way to get in touch with you if somebody wants to use your services as a wedding planner?
2: So through our website, we have an email address that's info at aboutdetailsdetails.com. So two details and both plural. And that's the best way uh, to inquire with us because then we can check availability with all of the planners in our office and then figure out who is the best fit
1: for whomever's inquiring. And what is your website? It is about...
2: DetailsDetails.com,
1: and i know we already talked about it one time but what is your instagram so everybody can go follow you and see all of the gorgeous photos that you post
2: thank you my instagram is details like the details alicia so it's details alicia a-l-i-c-i-a
1: awesome thank you so much again for taking the time to be on the podcast and hopefully you can plan one of our weddings someday <laughs>
2: yeah, i think that would be wonderful and thank you ladies so much
1: Fresh off of hearing about a wedding budget um, (laughs) and my lack of a wedding budget and money in any account, I think we should discuss what we spent our money on this week. What do you think? I mean, do I have a choice? (laughs) No, you sure don't. So let's go ahead and start with you. What a surprise coming in and the what a surprise coming in as the first charge. We've got Target for forty one dollars and
0: fourteen cents. I believe I ordered some like towels and some rugs
1: for the new place. So that's a good deal. I believe you did and you ordered white. So good luck keeping all of those clean. Next is Comcast <laughs> at $25. I had to put a $25 deposit
0: down um, for them to come and install my new router and internet in my new apartment. So that. Well, good
1: luck with Comcast. That's all I'm going to say, because the day that I got to tell them to F off was one of the best days of 2019 so far. I'm not excited. <laughs> I hope they treat you better than they treated me. <laughs> all right. Next up, DuraDry, $18. This is a new deodorant I've been using. It's like a
0: deodorant, and it comes with a underarm wash and like a three step process and it makes you less sweaty and you don't like pit stain all your shit. (laughs) Is it aluminum free? It has minimal aluminum.
1: Still got aluminum though.
0: I know. I know. I've been using all natural, but that wasn't working because I was sweating my pits through. So this has been really helping and I love it. And I highly recommend if you're a sweaty butthole like me, I was looking at this one
1: and at first glance I thought it said Amtrak I was like, where are you taking an Amtrak? But it says Aramark for $28.50. And I believe that is the concession stands at Coors Field. Yes. And this is
0: disgusting because I got chicken tenders and a Coors Light. Um, The chicken tenders and fries basket was $17. Stop. That is just beyond ridiculous. I didn't know that. And I was like, My beer was $11. Like,
1: what? And it was a Coors Light. Coors Light. Tall boy. The amount of money that you can spend at concession stands is so crazy. Like, I don't even have words. I know. I I almost wanted to give them back their chicken tenders. (laughs) Like, actually, I've reconsidered. (laughs) Finally, last on the list, it's a plus charge. So you got $41.90 back from Fluid.
0: So last week I talked about Fluid. It's the tr- truck that I rented to move. And uh-huh. she had to cancel my reservation because the truck is broken. But then Ugh. she gave me a discount code to use her other truck. So now I only paid $20. So it worked so my favor. even better. Yeah. I approve
1: of that times a million. I know.
0: Look at you. Speaking of approving things, let's see if I approve of yours. <laughs>
1: All right. I'm here for it. How weird.
0: Target. (laughs) We need to be sponsored by them because we say Target 30 times an episode. I know. Do you want to tell them how much it is?
1: $78.68. So I went to Target after work today and I'm not even sure what I got other than a baptism card for my cousin's baptism this weekend. A bottle of wine. And um, yeah, I don't even remember what else. I guarantee you that did not cost seventy eight sixty eight. There was other stuff in there. Uh yeah. I just can't remember. But that's what happens when you go to Target. It's the black hole of spending. It really is. <laughs> um. Next up, RCN
0: Cable, sixty four dollars and eighty one cents. I feel like
1: I'm having deja vu because this is basically your list, too. Um, (laughs) I know. (laughs) This is my installation fee for my cable in my new apartment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right.
1: Fireside tap. Thirty seven dollars even. Lucky. Okay, so Todd and I don't have an anniversary at all. We've been dating on and off for like three years. But our first official meetup for drinks was on May 13th at this place called Fireside Tap by his house. So on Monday, I know he didn't remember the date. I did because it was Friday the 13th when he asked me to get drinks. And I was like, this is the worst idea ever, (laughs) but I'm going to go. So I told him we were going on a walk and I took him to Fireside Tap. And I was like, three years ago, we had our first date, if you will. And this is where we had our first kiss. Ew. So I know (laughs) who knew I could be romantic, but. That's what that is. (laughs) You know what's more romantic is your next charge, Ulta, for (laughs) $48.50. Wow, Stephanie, you went to Ulta? That is so crazy. Um, (laughs) I got an eyeliner. I got an apple cider vinegar rinse for my hair. Is that the,
0: um, oh, I know which company that is. DP Hue. Yes, I've been obsessed with them.
1: So I got it. I'll let you know how it is. I haven't used it yet. And then I also got another bottle of Batiste um, volumizing dry shampoo because that's really where it's at. If you haven't got it yet, get your ass out there and get it. I posted
0: about it on our Instagram because I went and got it and my life has
1: been changed. Yeah, it's a little more expensive than the normal one, but 100% worth it. And Whole Foods
0: 4410.
1: I went to Todd's family's house for Mother's Day because my mom lives in Phoenix and I took his mom and his sister-in-law flowers because they're both moms. Oh, that's so nice of you. I try. And that wraps up another episode of the Bougie and Broke podcast. A huge thank you to Alicia, who was on and took the time to be on the podcast and give us all of her insights and tips about wedding planning. We couldn't have asked for a better wedding planner guest, really. She
0: was phenomenal. I found her through a friend of a friend and was immediately like, I need this girl on the podcast. And it was so fitting. So thank you
1: so much, Alicia. You were amazing. Literally, there are no words. And if you haven't followed her on Instagram yet, please do yourself a favor. It is so visually pleasing. Just trust me on this one. (laughs) I was like, I could look at this all day long. But seriously, thank you so much. I can't wait to have her plan my wedding someday. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Okay, Brandy. Tell the people where they can find us. You can find
0: us on Instagram at Bougie and Broke Podcast, on Twitter at Bougie and Broke Pod. Just type in your URL, bougieandbrokepodcast.com. That'll take you to every episode. And yeah, that's where you can find us.
1: And don't forget our phone number if you guys want to leave us a voicemail about your bougie and broke moments or anything wedding related. We've still got two more weeks of wedding season here on the Bougie and Broke podcast. That phone number for those keeping track, 720-257-9787.
0: And intro outro music by The Night Game,
1: Bad Girls Don't Cry. Listen to the whole song. Do yourself a favor. It's a good summer jam. And stay bougie. And broke.